you know, I will say that when it comes to the the rookies, um, uh, hell, I'm a nobody, but I, you know, I get I, I get to know a lot of them. And I talk to them in the pits, and, and um, you know, with my experiences and my background, I I I, I try and preach to them to um, this year. Don't beat yourself up. Just have fun and 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 take a lot of notes and just enjoy the ride because there's going to come a day when you don't have that ride and you're you're doing something else and episode 129 tank slapping podcast Sonoya Rewind Pod. We've uh, been banging out pods, man. We've had uh, a bunch of interview pods come out. We got a few more on deck. We're just like, it's crazy. We're just pushing pods out here. Billy's nonstop editing podcasts. And there's racing, man. We're back at it. Round three, Sonoya. And then we got the, I don't know if it's a super TT or what the fuck they call it now, but Arizona TTs this weekend. So we got that coming up. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Mission Foods for supporting the podcast, our main sponsor. Stoked to have them on board, everything they're doing for the sport, everything. Big shout out for the, the hospitality tent at these AFT races, man. Now that I'm not racing and I'm not so stressed out, I'm fully indulging in the uh, hospitality food tent every weekend with Mission Foods. So appreciate their support there and everything else they're doing. If you can support their products, go to the local grocery store. As always, if you can't find it, uh, order it online. Just do what you can to support them and everything they're doing for not only just flat track, but racing in general. On the other side of the mic, we have a fill-in. We have a fill-in rider, uh, fill-in mic. I don't even know what, uh, fill-in interviewer or whatever <laughs> for the pod. It's Eric Hartley from Evil Hours Racing. What's up, dude? Oh, not too much. Just got back uh, to Spokane from uh, Sonoya. Had a great weekend and... Uh... Yeah, it was a hell of a weekend, and I can't wait to uh, talk about it. Yeah, we figured we'd bring somebody on with some hooligan accolades uh, over Robbie Bobby. Well, I guess I guess he won winner throwdown, but his AFT hooligan career is... You have a better finish than Robbie Bobby, an AFT hooligan, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah, because yeah. uh, what was it? He was uh, he was uh, Charlotte in uh, 21, I believe, on the and I think the he got like 30th or 31st, so definitely... Yeah, well, I mean... Every time you ask him, it's going to get uh, closer to the front. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, Rob. I asked him yesterday. I'm like, hey, are we doing the rewind pod? Because usually that's what you know we do. And oh, I'm busy. I got bikes to get ready. Big team owner guy. So, um, but you were there, man. You were at Sonoya. You were racing on Friday. Was the amateur day? We'll talk about that a little bit. And then you were there racing the AFT day. So. Yeah, you were you had a full weekend of Sonoya, Georgia. I did, and I got to uh, I got a sweet uh, tour of Triumph America headquarters. On top of that, so Friday was uh, I landed super late Thursday, got no sleep because it was on the East Coast time, and then had to uh, go get uh, go get the tour and then go racing. So I I didn't do much yesterday when I got home. I just slept. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Actually, Atlanta is like the new SoCal. It seems like like all the big manufacturers have either secondary plants or, you know, their primary, you know, factories or whatever are in the Atlanta area. So it's really cool that we have a venue nearby and it's not really Atlanta. It's probably I didn't, I didn't even look on MapQuest. It's probably almost probably an hour out, out of the city, maybe 45 minutes. But 
you know, we've done, we've done Woodstock, Dixie Speedway, which I, I like Dixie. Like it's, it's grown on me from the, uh, the crash hurt around the world, the singles crash in 2018. Uh, it, it's grown on me since then. And then we did the Atlanta TT, which was fun, but it's not really feasible to do those super TTs inside the speedways. It's very costly with uh, not much, you know, return on. But anyway, we're back in Sonoya, man. And I've heard a lot of good things about the track. Robbie Bobby, been, he's been talking it up for heaps, man. Just, you know, Sonoya, it's awesome. Sonoya. And I've seen video and it didn't look as cool in the videos as when we got there. I was like, man, this place is sick. So got there Friday, man. What were your thoughts on the track? Just Friday, like first thoughts when you got there, you know, the facility, what, what were your, you know, first thoughts on the speedway? Yeah. First off, uh, I thought it was a fantastic facility. Uh, I didn't expect it to be so elevated. Um, uh, and so when you pulled in and, uh, got to because oh, on Friday we pitted on the uh, in the infield and uh, yeah it was it was crazy how elevated the track was but you know I and kind of the same with you there wasn't a lot of um, motorcycle flat track racing videos available on the internet to do some homework I think the only clip I saw was on Billy Ross's personal YouTube page from years ago when he was an amateur and he was just ripping the high line. Um, and that's a I good like, find. It's oh, a good yeah. find. Cause I couldn't I find any did. either. I, I actually reached out to Robbie Bobby and I got in touch with the track videographer or whatever, how you want to say it. And, uh, yeah. she sent me over some, some footage. Uh, yeah, it was, that's true. Hard to find footage though, but track was sick. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Super wide, super banked. Uh, I, one of the other things that I noticed is, uh, when you're walking around, it's got that, you know, you, the Georgia red clay, but when you go up into the track, it was, it was different. And I was talking to some of the locals and they had mentioned that it had been uh, trucked in from Mississippi and uh, it was a little bit more sand based. Um, but yeah, it, it was really cool to meet, um, you know, people from the community that just love racing in that, that track and for them to be so proud of, um, you know, how that track, that facility is, you know, really, you stood up and done a lot of good things to make sure that track is good year in and year out. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the program Friday. So I got there a little bit late. Um, we had the pit inside the infield and once I got in, it was packed. Like it was, it was a smaller, it's not a big, it's not that big of a track, man. It's, uh, you know, right. Like looking at it, it looks kind of small and riding it. I thought it felt even smaller, but getting in there, man, it was packed in the, in the pits. Like, um, so for us, like, you know, they're running a national. So I got some flack for running the open am class and I thought I'd bring it up <laughs> yeah. on the pod. So, um, so they're going to run. So they're running a race both night before the national, you know, any, like they, they've done it at Springfield for years and years and Henry Wiles and Jared Meese and all these guys would always put riders on their bikes to help, you know, get the gearing, right. You know, get the settings, blah, blah. And it, you know, I'm fresh off, you know, retirement. I'm just like, shit, man. Like, let me ride the bikes. Let's set them up. Cause we've never been to Sonoya. Like a lot of riders have been there and they've tested there and things like that. They've rented the track and we've never been there. Like none of our guys. So it's like, well, shit, dude, like let's go ride. Like I'll go ride the, I'll go ride the night before. And some people were like, Oh, you know, I don't think you're allowed. You got to wait a year, blah, blah. So, you know, typically I would just send it, but like I promote, you know, I promote a major winter national with AMA and I don't want to piss off uh, Ken Salant and all those guys, like they're my homies and I like work with them. So 
I hit up Mr. Salon. I'm like, Hey man, I'm you know, I told him, I was like, I'm planning on riding. What's the deal with that? I heard you have to wait one year. I've heard you had to wait two years. He's like, Corey, you don't have to wait at all. He's like, you can, if you don't have a pro license, you can ride the highest class they offer. Um, they don't offer like an expert class, which they didn't because none of the pros could ride the night before. Cause that's like an AFT rule and you yeah. can ride any class you want. So initially I was going to like ride 450 AM open AM hooligan vintage light. I was just going to like send it and ride as many classes as I could just to like <laughs> blog it or whatever, 250 amateur. Uh, but there's an AMA rule. You can only ride four classes. So Anyway, I rode uh 30 plus, which was cool. I got to race Joe Cobb, like you were in it. There was a there was a fun little group of guys in there, and I haven't raced Joe in a while, so that was cool. Um, Joe always kicked my ass when we raced each other uh when we were younger, but you know, it's uh I'm in pretty sporty shape right now. So it was cool to race with Joe. And the open amateur class, dude, it's stacked. Uh and people are giving me shit. That was massive. Yeah, and they're giving me shit. Like, I'm like, all right, so you know, a month ago when Evan Renshaw was beating Cody and Dallas and JD and Trent and Max, it was like the coolest thing. And then when I go out and I race guys like Evan or Braden Fanders who beat or hang with these top pros, and then I beat them, it's like, it's like, it's not, it's like frowned upon. Like for me riding open amateur, it's almost a lose, lose. It's like, okay, you win or oh, you're supposed to win. You're, you know, fresh out of pro racing. But if I lose, it's like, haha, you got beat by an amateur. It's like, um, and I don't fucking care honestly about that. It was mainly just getting time on the bike, but then I had people bitching after the race to Rob, like, Oh, it's bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. It's like my mindset, man. And you can, you can be honest on it. Like, I think it's soft-minded. Like if, when I was younger, at least I used to love racing Jake Johnson, Kevin Barnes. Yeah. I mean, any chance I had to race the top guys, like so fucking what if you don't win, but at least you're out there with the opportunity man and, and there were some guys from michigan who were just bitching about it and it's like fuck dude i mean it's not paying any money it's a one-off race like i'll give you the big check i got it, it didn't pay any money dude so yeah um and, and i think ultimately you learn a lot by racing uh you know really talented people so like when i lined up uh, you know against you like when i when i was done i was like fuck yeah i'm on the same lap as Corey texture and i learned to watch the lines of you and joe it's just, it's yeah it's it's you just got to be you know man up or woman up and and do it you know just send it learn from it you win or learn yeah i just think being open minded for that is uh you know and and honestly like i'm i'm not turning pro again i'm going to be amateur so i mean technically in a year i can i can go for amateur national i could get, i can ride every amateur class available so it's I mean, it's, it's one of them things where I was just like, all right, guys, like, it's not that big of a deal, but if you have an opportunity for me to test, test the bikes for the team, fucking right. I'm going to test. Like I, I, I'll swallow all my pride if it helps my guys do better yeah. the next night. And obviously the results showed that it was uh, helpful. <laughs> so, so uh, one yeah. question that I have, you know, someone's generally as a fan, I saw that you were on Ott's bike. Um, is that one that's set up more to the style that you ride or, you know, obviously with Chad's bike there as well, was it kind of like, all right, I'm just going to pick the, you know, the ones a little bit similar to how I used to ride. Uh, not necessarily. Like we have, uh, with James and Chad, we have two like B bikes and two A bikes and James, we actually, I rode the B bike and really it didn't really matter if I rode James's or or Chad's, but Chad's had a little bit more time on it. So we just ended up riding uh, James's and Paul was there to help set yeah. it up and stuff. And honestly, no, like it wouldn't have been the setup that I would have 
preferred. Um, we mainly tested like wheel widths and gearing and things like that. We didn't really touch too much on the suspension clickers because I felt really pretty solid, honestly, like right out of the box. But I would have lowered the bike a little bit. Um, James actually yeah. rides his bike really tall. And that was kind of fucking me on the starts. Like I could not get a good start <laughs> on that bike, which is like my bread and butter. But like, the thing is I never rode that bike till that day. Like I just, just hopped on it and rode it and I don't ride four fifties anymore. So I felt awkward on the four fifty. but yeah, no, it was, so, uh, it was good. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of the feedback that I got is they just wanted to make sure that you got the notes that you needed for when you go for the uh, horizon award this summer. So <laughs> Um, just as, as long as we're ready to, uh, get that and send that to you next that, year. That's good. Yeah. yeah next sure. year. Yeah. I want to go for right. vet rider of the year and the horizon award. I don't even know if there, if there is an age limit, like, I don't know. I mean, I, dude, it wouldn't even, <laughs> it wouldn't even be a sure thing if I did, because the kids that dude, they were fast. Like, yeah, no, like, it was great racing. They're, they're no joke. Like the amateur kids that are still amateur right now, are some of the top amateur kids that we've had in the last decade. Um, you know, and it's, they're, they're no joke. Like, I, I think we could shuffle in some of those kids right now into AFT and they'd be battling for top five. So yeah, Absolutely. it was, uh, it was cool, man. I, I got the ride a little bit. I was kind of frothing after Daytona. I wanted to get out <laughs> and ride, but, uh, no matter what I do, there's always somebody bitching about something. And I'm just like, Somebody's like, hey, they're over there bitching. I'm like, no, they're not. And if sure enough, Rob's like, yeah, they were bitching a little. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Well, just, you know, wait till we get you a hooligan and then it'll all be okay. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, it's like the worst <laughs> class uh, for bitching, man. People take that shit. Wait, oh, Astro Cup too, man. It's like, yeah, so serious. Yeah. But the track was, so we'll talk about Saturday, but comparisons from, well, let's go into Saturday, I guess. Really, not much else Friday, really. Uh, chat about i mean i think it was a fairly good program um the only thing that i told rob was um in like the heat races there was nobody like lining the riders up like you kind of just lined up and went green (laughs) and like nobody knew like where to look it was kind of like what and then sometimes the the flight the the light went uh flickering yellow but i kind of put two and two together it was the kid trying to get everybody to look up at him because he was (laughs) trying to point and say okay hey i'm getting ready to uh, send it. So, um, yeah, it was a little confusing, but it's all good. Yeah. So going into Saturday, uh, it obviously rained all night and the big concern going into the Sonoya was like the weather, like it didn't look super awesome. And I was going to bring in a video guy to vlog this weekend. And I kind of like bailed on it because if I pay for his travel and we get rained out, you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of like a waste of like a lot of money. It's actually Billy. The yeah. guy that it's the pod. It was like, man, no. I don't it's know, dude, it, it, it might rain. I was like, I don't want to risk it. He's like, no, I get it. So, um, so I, you know, the rain was a factor going into Saturday, but it was actually good that it rained because Friday, the track was pretty dry. I mean, they did a great job with it, yes. but it was still dry, just nature of the weather and the, you know, whatever. But, um, but Saturday that it rained, the track was, um, it was way, way better when we started like faster, um, immediately, yeah. immediately on Friday, it kind of got black, like groove, like <laughs> slick and black. And on Saturday it was like brownish play like what were your thoughts because you rode both days and yes um, yeah so give some feedback on that i would say that the uh when we first hit the track on saturday that was the best it was uh friday and saturday like um you know the hooligan times right off the bat for you know obviously for the guys that were there on friday um just picked up right where they left off and were already going faster 
Um, and you, you obviously they don't have bikes there a lot. Uh, as the day went up, there were a few ruts, but hell, if anything, they were just kind of reminders when you're trying to hit your marks, like, all right, that, that rut there, I know I'm going to go above it or I'm going to go below it. Um, I, I think it's one of, one of the best uh, decisions AFT's made by going to Sonoya. I've made it very clear on social media that I was a big fan of it. Um, you know, uh, one and two were a little bit more technical than uh, three and four. Um, so you learned in every single aspect of the track and to see, you know, the, the pros and be able to watch them and, and see how they adapted over the night was just like drinking out of a fire hydrant as far as, uh, you know, learning and, and uh, progressing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just initially, like as soon as we would hit the groove on Friday, like as the night progressed on Friday night, like I started moving off the groove, like toward the bottom um, where there was still yeah. moisture and it wasn't ideal because like the last main event, I was like on the apron. Like I was, you know, a couple feet from the <laughs> inside, just trying to find wet dirt. Um, and then when I would slide up to the groove, I would spin like all the way down the straightaway. So, um, but Saturday when the guys, you know, when the guys and girl went, the girls, when they went out there, um, it was like, they were driving through the corner and like, you know, it was, yeah. it, it seemed a lot more grippy. And then like, I noticed the hooligans were about three, four tens quicker, everybody, um, from Saturday to yeah. Friday. So the rain was good. Yeah. It was a little rough, more like more rough, but like you said, it was kind of like, you know, like breaking points and things like that, where you knew where to go. And, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think the, the track was uh really, really awesome, man. I hats off to, the whole Sonoya crew. I think Bubba, the guy Bubba, the car racer dude, I think he was the main guy prepping. Like I seen some other guys out there, but he actually came up to me on Saturday and he's like, Hey man, like I know you rode yesterday. Any feedback or anything I can do? And I thought that That's was really awesome. cool. Yeah. Cause most people don't really like track, pr pr track prep people. They're really proud people. And, you know, they kind of <laughs> nose up when they, when it comes to feedback, but homeboy was just like you know willing to listen to anything i had to say i'm like man i don't know i thought the track was good i think the rain is good and just fucking do do what you normally do i don't i don't know so um yeah i thought the track was no i i it's funny you mentioned that about uh the, the um the crew there and bubba being so open is i noticed that too and it created like a sense of buy-in from everybody like everybody was on board this weekend you know by and large people some people are going to be I'm not doing well. I don't, I don't like this place, but by and large, everybody was like, this place cares. Let's go. Let's have a good event. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, getting into the racing, uh, let me bring up, I didn't have a hell of a lot of time to prep for this one. I got some notes here, but, um, and we'll kind of just talk. I'm going to run through the singles main event, Eric, and then we'll talk about the super twins and talk about the course of the day. Um, <laughs> so um obviously the singles main you know i have i have a a mix of people in this main event who i work with who, who live with me who i'm related to we talk about on the pod all the time but i had uh obviously james ott he did really well for our team um which really cool to see i've been working with james uh since january he came down to florida we trained together I work with him as the you know team manager and this result didn't surprise me at all, man. Um, before going into this season, I didn't know a lot about James. Uh, I've seen him race, but I never paid a lot of attention to him. And when I got to work with him, 
I'm like, damn, this kid's got some potential. Like, you know, I, I, I slept on him a little bit prior to, you know, working with him. And it was like my decision to, to bring him onto the team, him and his dad, yeah. Paul, um, honestly, initially it was mainly, I wanted Paul <laughs> and I knew James was good, <laughs> but I'm like, I didn't expect him to be where he's at initially. And then when I got to work with him, I'm like, all right, this kid's legit, man. And I knew we could, uh, we could be top five throughout the year at random points, but this race really, really put him on the map a little bit more. And I think guys are going to start respecting him a little bit more and seeing him as a threat. Cause I mean, the heat race, man, he won by over two seconds. Like he checked out. Yeah, um, he checked out. It was insane. And, and I agree with you on that one. I think because he's such a, such a good person and so quiet and humble and reserved, you know, if you're not out there saying, Hey, I'm, I'm great. People are going to overlook you. But what's awesome to see is he just, he just put himself on the map with that heat race. And then it was on in the main event. Yeah. And he, like you said, he's quiet. He's kind of like, you know, doesn't care about social media. doesn't care about fancy shoes. Like he wears like dad <laughs> shoes. Like he does not give a shit about anything but racing. And that makes him scary. Like he, yep. you know, we went to the arcade when he was down here in Florida. He didn't, he didn't want to be at the arcade. He just wanted to like go home and watch racing videos. Like he is the most dedicated singles racer that I know right now. I mean, he is very, very dedicated to uh to getting better because he reminds me a lot of me like he doesn't have that all-out flair natural talent he's just hungry and he wants to do well and and that makes people that makes people a threat so um but anyway i wanted to give a shout out to james uh i'm a little biased obviously but it's fucking my podcast so i'm gonna gonna shout out my guy first um but uh max man he he was a thorn in our sides he he looked good in his heat race, but I still thought we we could have maybe beat him in the in the main. But in the dash, when he he ran around the outside and checked out, I'm like, oh man, I'm like Max is going to be tough. So yeah, he got away in the main event and uh, just just was just was faster. Like he he deserved it. And it was cool to see for Max. Like he had a tough go around there in in Daytona, and Cody dominated. And it was like, damn, like yeah. Cody might he might be undefeated this year because it was so easy for him, but all day long, Cody was a little off and I really didn't expect that from, yeah. from Cody. So, um, so we'll talk about him in a minute, but Gautier got third. Um, he's quietly going to be there all year. You know, I think, uh, now, I mean, I, there's no surprise. I've talked about how good I thought he would be on these bikes, you know, these steel frames. If you look, if you look at the results, there's a lot of steel frames at the top. So I knew he'd be, he would be well, um, for him, man, Dalton, it just depends on his temperament, man. If he can, keep his temperament good and stay positive and not get sh- shooken up over the course of the year. I think he's arguably the most talented guy in the class. So, um, yeah, their bikes look really good. So hats off to their team. And yeah, so that podium was, did it surprise you at all? I mean, I, you know, a little bit with, I, yeah. I guess, but no. So my, who I had picked to be on the podium, um, I went over three, uh, but it was, it was awesome. <laughs> the three that, that got on there and, uh, who was your podium? Uh, I ha- obviously I'm going to be biased. Uh, Cody Cop, Trent Lowe, and uh, Chasey Bear. That was I was uh, pulling. That was uh, okay. me being a fan. That's uh, what I wanted. But uh, the three that got on there deserved it. They looked fast and smooth all day, putting down fast laps, and it looked like they just, you know, you know that it's going to be a battle when the people that are out front early in the day don't look like they're trying, and um, they just look comfortable all day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going through the list here. I'm going to bounce around a little bit because I'm just, I just had a cup of coffee and I'm just like wired. But um, Max Whale has won. James Ott, podium. Dalton has won. 
Bruner has one. Cody's one. Mishler has one. Trent, man, he's like probably the best rider in a class without a win. He's probably got seven or eight podiums. Uh, Sadhoff as well, a bunch of podiums. Shayna has one. Chad has one. Bromley's one. Stallings has one. Drain podiums. Tanner Dean has one. Zabala podiums. Jordan Jean, Pett, and Raggio Jones. I mean, the class is stacked with, I mean, multiple champions, multiple Horizon Award winners. I mean, it's it's stacked. So with that being said, Bruner finished fourth. Cody rebounded, and I thought he was going to snag a podium there at the end. He was uh, mm-hmm. he moved down to the bottom, and and he was yeah he was moving forward. Um, so he ended up fifth, and Mitchler, the the Turner Honda boy, Turner Honda boys, sixth through eighth. Um, I was expecting more out of Trent, man. Um, fast qualifying. He was, it wasn't even like he fast qualified. He, he was fast qualifying every session. He was a 10th or two quicker. Uh, and it just looked like it, the, whatever the setup was, it looked like it went away in the heat race. Um, and he just struggled a little bit. So, um, you know, I think, I think a track like this, honestly, I think the steel frames are just a better option. I think, I just think they cut through so much better on, like when you have to point and shoot out of the banking, if you can't yep. roll it, I think the with experience that on both bikes, the KTM's, the the Huskies, they just they cut better. You know, I don't know if it makes sense. It's hard to describe it, but yeah. So absolutely, the, yeah. And the I Hondas think too six through eight. The track, um, and you probably saw it because on Friday and then feedback with your riders. I think we all um, were under the impression of all right, night times here, moisture's coming up, it's going to get faster. And the and it really didn't. So I think when I'm looking at the the um, this final standings, I look at qualifying and heats and stuff. I it that just calls out to me that I think a lot of teams just did the standard. Like it's going to get faster overnight, and the track just really never did. So I don't know yeah. what you think about that. Well, I don't know, man. Like I said, the groove on Saturday it was starting to get abrasive. Where a lot of times the groove it will like harden over and get slick and be um, be really slippery, like it was on Friday. But like it really didn't do that on set. It wasn't really even getting that black. Like like I said, it was like a yeah. brownish color, which usually means more grip than if it's just really black. Um, but it's hard to it's hard to say. Like I didn't ride Saturday, but visibly it, it looked like it had more grip all throughout the day. But in the mains, it did look like it was starting to get like it was Friday a little bit. Like uh, yeah. the track was finally starting to dry out. The groove was getting you know, finally coming in black. And honestly, people think it's funny to see some of the fans like comments like, you know, oh, we need a big wide groove. It, you know, it's better. And honestly, the uh, the groove, um, and I notice it more in this day and age, most of the time the groove is slick. And I don't know yeah. if it's the tires, if it's, you know, what, if, if it's the bikes, you know, everything is so different than it was 20 years ago. But back when I turned pro, back in my day, it was like, the groove had grip, like you went to the groove. And now it's yeah. like a lot of times you you don't really ride the groove. And there was a lot of different line choices in that main. I mean, Max was riding really high. James was kind of in the middle, dipping low. Cody moved down to the bottom at the end and he was making up time. So um, yeah, man, it's uh it's it it definitely changed a little bit where it did get slicker. So um, and then rounding out the top 10, Shayna was uh ninth which was good i mean she qualified fourth which i thought she would struggle on this track i thought it was um a little too slick for her just she's you know one of the smaller riders and um but she actually really surprised me i mean ninth isn't 
isn't like a great result, but it's a step in the right direction. I was actually surprised that she was really dicey too. She looked good. Um, and then Chad, Chad came from the LCQ, won the LCQ and, um, and was moving forward in the main, but he lost his break. So, um, thankfully bank tracks, the breaks aren't as important, but you still want fucking breaks. Right. So, um, yeah. so yeah, any, uh, any thoughts middle of the pack here? Uh, Shayna Coase, Bromley Stallings, Tom Drain. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, it was great to see Shayna be dicey. Um, I think if anything, if you look and you know what Shayna's uh, bread and butter is, if she's doing well this early in the season at Sonoya on that bike, well, you might want to pay attention a little bit later in the season. Uh, I think she's going to really say, hey, I'm back. So it's going to be a great storyline for the sport. Yeah, and then like I said, after Chad Bromley, I I thought he would have been a little better. It, the bike, it looks like they're struggling a little bit with the uh, with the Yamaha, and I don't know if it's because he's been off the single. He was riding a twin. I mean, it is hard to jump back and forth from the twin to the single. Um, like I said, I felt really rusty, and I just felt goofy sitting on the bike on Friday. I just like I sat on. So I'm like, this is gonna be a long day. Yeah, the bikes are set up so much taller. Then like when I, we, I've had this discussion with people, like when I turned pro and we rode DTX bikes, they were way lower. Um, they just were set up way different. Now everything's so tall and a lot of rebound. And so anyway, um, Bromley was 11 stallings, Tom drain. I thought he would have been a little bit better. I'm sure he's bummed out. Um, I just want to make it known that his dad is like the funniest guy I've ever met. Um, low key. He doesn't try to be funny. He's just fucking funny. Like I really, like I, I talked to his dad, you know, every other day now through text, I'm just like, all right, mate, you're going to be my homie. And I'm just going to text you randomly throughout the week. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. He's cool, man. And I'm going to have a Tom drain pod here, uh, next actually Tom's on deck. So, uh, yeah. Any thoughts on, on those guys? Yeah, just a big thumbs up to Tom. Uh, I, I was uh, impressed to see him out here stay running the whole season. Um, it, yeah, um, it was good to see Tanner back uh, in the series as well. Obviously, he's out near me, so I you know, want to see him do well. But, yeah, it's good to see him making mains uh, every week now. want to give a shout-out to Bell Power Sports. Check out bellhelmets.com to, to view their full line of products. I wear the Race Star Flex, Moto 10, Quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tag slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Going down the line here, Jordan Jean sneaked in that main event. That was a close one. He snuck in there and got the last spot. Zabala was one spot above him. Travis Petten, uh, Travis Petten, the fourth. Um, he looked good. He's he's kind of surprised me a few times with some speed here. He's looked uh looked really, really well this year so far uh, on another steel frame bike. I mean, you look above, though, like Jordan Jean's on a Honda, Zabala's on a Honda, Drain's on a Yamaha, Stallings is on a Honda, Bromley's on a Yamaha. Um, it's a good mix, I, th I guess, of like, you know, Austrian bikes and um, non-Austrian bikes. Uh, Tyler Raggio um, and Justin Jones kind of rounded out rounded out the, uh, the finishing order there. Um, no one got lapped in this main, Eric. It was a pretty straightforward main yeah. event which is good. So, yeah, and it was good. If you go back to also earlier in the season, when you guys were talking about your picks, um, this main event is uh, pretty spot on, you know, a few surprises here and there, but um, it's good to see, um, you know, some people making, I, you know, no, no triple digits uh, made the main uh, this week. Um, so, you know, the first I, car track of the year. So 
Yeah. Yeah. And I was, like I said, I was a little, I got some shit beginning of the year being critical on the rookies. And, and I, like I said before, like they're, they're great riders and um, they all have talent. It's just, I've, I haven't seen the racecraft out of them, the show consistency in making these main events. You know, I think a couple of them were close, but I mean, close don't mean shit. I mean, winning's winning or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about being close, I mean, shit, I've been close I mean, it's, it's a sport that if you start looking at, oh, you know, so close or, you know, what if, or one more lap, or I ran out of laps, it's like, dude, none of that matters. You're either in or you're not, you either win or you don't. There's no, I always joke around with Trent, you know, there's no notes section next to your result. Like you finished what you finished. None of the other shit matters. So, um, they're obviously going to be in main events. They're going to be contending, uh, at some point, but I just think the rookie class we've had in years prior and what we're going to see next year, it's just, I just think there's a little bit better riders. Um, and it's not a, a knock on these kids. Like they can obviously definitely get to that point. Um, when I was a rookie, I was worse than the guys that I'm talking about. So, um, I just think, you know, I think they're going to, they're going to bloom a little bit later in their careers than coming right out of the gate, like Dallas or Cody or chase did. So, um, not, not a knock on them. Just, you know, it's, just something that I've, I've noticed being around the amateur races. You know, I will say that when it comes to the, the rookies, um, hell I'm a nobody, but I, you know, I get, I I get to know a lot of them and I talk to them in the pits and, and, um, you know, with my experiences and my background, I, 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 I try and preach to them to, um, this year, don't beat yourself up, just have fun and, and, and take a lot of notes and just enjoy the ride because, there's going to come a day when you don't have that ride and you're, you're doing something else. And, you know, don't, like you said, don't, who cares about the note section? Don't worry about what people say online, just put your head down and work and learn that racecraft and just have fun. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. They're all going to make it. They're all going to do well. They're, they're all bullies at their local track. Right. So yeah. they're going to uh, pick up the pieces and, and and make it for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just difficult. Like this pro racing is just way, it's a different animal than, than amateur racing, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's one of them things that I think they'll, they'll progress. And then, like I said, some of these rounds, I think they'll do well at, and obviously we saw it in Daytona with, um, uh, Eisenhard and, uh, Clarky Mori, and they both made, made both main events. They were in both main events. So it's definitely, uh, they're, I mean, they're great riders. It's just, uh, it's going to be a tough, tough transition. So, um, moving into the twins class. So after Friday, like I, I usually ride a twin, right? So I rode the 450 on Friday and it felt slick on a 450. And I was thinking like, man, the twins are going to have a handful around this track, but with the rain, it made the track pretty dicey for a twin. Um, and looking at these results, <laughs> there's nothing like the top six guys in our preview pod, they were six out of seven in the main event tops, you know, six out of the seven Davis snuck in there in fifth. But, um, how about that battle with Meese and Dallas, dude? Like <laughs> that was worth the, the, um, price of admission right there. Uh, it's <laughs> that, uh, you know, people will say, you know, what they say about the two riders and their personalities. Um, but Meese is a genius. Uh, he kept that low line in his back pocket until the very last lap last corner and i think it i think it took him by surprise it took dallas's line away when he was going to charge on it and he got that win and i mean that's why he's one of the all-time greats so that was an awesome battle 
Yeah, and hats off to both of them for running for running each other really clean. Like Meese gets so good. I mean, Meese has done some dumb shit over the years, and <laughs> I was real critical on him the one year at Springfield when he kind of did the little swerve on B Rob. But generally speaking, I've seen Meese ride guys more clean than not. I mean, he's had battles with like I'm thinking this is a random one, like Brandon Price at uh at Dixie Speedway and some battles with Briar and Dallas, obviously, where it's been really good racing. So um, the only thing, man, that I noticed, like, so Dallas showed him that low line off a of turn four, and he passed him probably five or six times off of four off the bottom. And Meese, yeah. and Meese didn't, like, I thought if, typically Meese picks up on stuff really quick, and maybe there's some strategy behind what he was doing. But as soon as Dallas passed him, I'm like, oh, dude, he showed his cards way too soon. Meese is going to block him the yeah. next lap. And he didn't like Dallas kept shooting off a of turn four um, and easily getting him at the stripe. And then finally Meese did, he did park it more in the center of three and four and came off the bottom. And that's really all Dallas had on him. And uh, that was the deciding factor, but I would have, uh, I mean, hindsight, like I think I read somewhere where Dallas is like, man, I showed him it too soon. Um, yeah. but man, you just can't wait. Like you can't wait on a pass on somebody like Meese cause you might not get another opportunity. So um, yep. I don't think either rider regrets any moves they, they did, or, um, it's, it's one of those things when you're in that situation, like I've been in it, it's like, dude, do I show him the card? Well, I might not get another opportunity. Maybe Dallas thought if I get in front of Jared, maybe I can get away. And, uh, that wasn't the case. And, uh, and Meese took the win. So it was, uh, yeah. And, and Dallas is a, he's a methodical, he's, he's a great rider. So I think there's some merit in that where he thought, all right, if I just get past him, I'll hit my marks and I'll just check out because he is so smooth. So, yeah, if if that was going through his mind, I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I will say Dallas has more racecraft at his age than anybody I've seen at his age, I think, ever. Like, he's really smart, really smooth, and and uh, you don't see him run into people, man. You really don't. Like, it's very rare that he even bumps somebody. So, good, clean race, racing from both of them. Um, they checked out, honestly. I mean, JD and B-Rob were six and a half seconds behind, which is a lot on that track. Um, they had a good little battle. B-Rob crashed his shit hard in practice, man. And for him to bounce back and almost snag a podium there is an overall pretty pretty solid night for B-Rob. JD, um, you know, he's probably looking ahead to this TT coming up this weekend. But a podium, like you can't, I mean, you can't be too mad at a podium, but Dallas nope. is kind of squeaking away in the points a little. So JD's gonna, you know, JD and Jared, they have to uh try to minimize that. And we'll talk about the TT a little bit uh, at the end of the show. Um Davis, man, he's been solid all year on the Indian FTR. He's been solid with uh with fifth and then Vanderkoy with a sixth. Yeah. But man, they were 10, 11 seconds behind. So it just shows how good Jared and Dallas were. So it was uh yeah, round rounding out the top five, Davis and then Jared in sixth. And then we've got Briar at seven and I will tell you with Briar at seventh, that was my, Oh, I, I didn't see that one coming, you know, uh, front row start. Um, but Hey, that's, uh, that's the beauty and headache of racing. Um, it was, yeah, I think mean, he, he, he worked, worked hard to finish seventh. So if there's any consolation, if you're going to give him a note section on the, the final pecking order, uh, it would be that he worked hard to get to that seventh place. Yeah, well, I want to give a quick shout out to Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Uh, speaking of Dallas and JD, the new 
Yamaha 23 bikes are so badass. Like I just got done packs here a little bit ago. I went right from packs to the pod. So love the bike makes me feel like a superhero on the, on the new 23 YZ 450. Check out their website, Yamaha motorsports.com. Yeah. Briar, man. I mean, he's, I've heard it from multiple people trying not to be biased. Like I just heard it from a rider today. Like Briar is probably got the most talent in the paddock as far as raw talent, but I mean, there's only so much you can do. And and that bike, it looked hard to ride. Like I was exhausted watching him. I mean, it's his level of fitness is very, very um elite. It's underrated how how in shape Briar is, um, because he's kind of quiet about it. But I don't think many people could could have rode that bike the, with what it was doing and still kind of like maintain or stay there. And he kind of snuck up on Vanderkoy for a minute and then he he just lost that gap. So um it's a it's a handful to ride and uh, there's tracks where he's going to be really good at. I mean, he's, he's another guy that's definitely stoked on the TT this coming weekend and the miles coming up, but, uh, yeah, seventh, like it's a new bike, new team. They got the bike the day before Daytona. So not ideal, but, um, but they're going to come around and he, he can't really have too many more of these seventh place finishes. If he wants to kind of keep Meese and Daniels, um, you know, they've been on those bikes for years and years. So, um, well, a couple years, at least, uh, Dallas and Jared a lot longer. So, He's got to keep them in sight. Bronson, man, Bronson snuck up in there. Yeah, riding awesome smart, riding the low line on the KTM, and then Janish on the uh, Wally Brown KTM. Dude, Jesse was like, I looked at the times earlier. I was like, dude, he's third fastest. And uh, I went over. I was like, dude, you look good. He's like, oh, I feel like crap. Like, I, I don't know. I need to do better. I'm like, <laughs> positive, Jesse's like, I'm <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, you look good. He's like, yeah, we'll see. You know. So he was, he's, you know, he. First time racing the bike and and ninth. And then Ben Lau, another production twins guy in the top ten. Um, and then Colby eleventh on the on the G and G bike, Eric. I mean, that was Yeah. I, no, none of so, these were none of these were surprising. Like all these results were pretty spot on. I'll tell you, there was a point when I was watching the main event and um I I caught myself thinking, you know, Jesse, they're riding that 790. Um, you know, they could be on the 890, you know, we'll save that debate for another day, but to see Wally Brown and his crew and Jesse doing so well in the 790, getting ahead of the curve. I think that's awesome. And shout out to Ben. I, you know, of a lot of the riders that have jumped from production twins to super twins, I think he's really shown his racecraft and that he's got the skill. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he's kind of kicking, you know, the dirt with a 10th uh, place, but I was really impressed with how Ben uh, rode that main event. Yeah, I mean, you have four, four, actually five, six, seven, eight, eight production twins guys in a row from Jesse, Ben, Colby, Johnny Lewis, who was fucking dicey earlier, just pitching it in on the low line, like, you know, just pretty much doing the Johnny Lewis line, just pitching it in, turning the bike, coming off the bottom. I mean, he was riding really aggressive, and I think he qualified second. Was it second? I, I mean, I know he was up there, and yeah. uh, I thought they would have been – a little bit better in the main. Uh, I think he had some sort of issue I, I read or something. Um, and then Billy Ross, Michael Hill, Jeffrey Lowry, Mitch Harvat, Wellesley, Jordan Harris, Brandon Newman. So, yeah, I mean, the only thing I wanted to bring up was, and it's something I wanted to, I mean, I'll get your opinion on, but, you know, last year we had 16 rider main events. And then this year we moved it to 18 and the singles class is fine. Like, I mean, obviously we're, we're getting solid numbers in, in that class, like 30 to 
I think 40, I mean, Daytona was a lot, but we're going to start seeing around low thirties. I think at the rest of these, maybe high twenties out West, but the, the twins class, I mean, everybody, everybody made the main who rode the LCQ. Like I think Cam Smith had a DNF. I don't, I'm not sure what happened, but I mean, everybody made the main. If you started the LCQ, you made the main with the provisional. I think Newman probably took a provisional, but um, I would like to see 16 rider main events, at least in the twins class, because I mean, the, the, the guys in the back, it's not a knock at the guys. Um, it's more so how talented the guys at the front are. I mean, they're going so yes. much faster, especially middle to the end of the race. And the guys in the back, it almost looks like it's kind of scary. Like they're going so much faster. They're lapping guys 10 laps into the main event. They're, you know, 10, 12 laps. They're, they're getting lapped and some guys are getting lapped two or three times. So, um, I would like to see. I want to see people have to make the main event. Like Dallas said on the pod last week um, or whenever we did his pod, like it's cool. You have to fight to get in, but now just everybody makes the main again. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, no, it, there's definitely, um, it's a controversial um, question to answer either way. Um, it's probably never going to be answered, but you know, I'm not one to really back away from it, but if you've got, um, and I'll be biased and catch some shit for it. But if you've got um, Robert Lewis in the hooligan class running faster laps than a handful of, um, you know, the production twins bikes, it begs to stand that there might be room for to have that debate that, you know, it's, you know, not everybody's going to get a, a sticker and a, you know, a, a hug that, you know, you got to fight to get in it. So um, I, I, I actually do agree with you that um, there's not quite the level of parity that I think we assume that there was going to be, um, and it might be worth looking into. Yeah. And it goes back again, like we've talked about it, but we're just not seeing the good singles guys anxious to move up just lack of opportunity or too good of opportunities in, in the singles yeah. class with, you know, the essence team and Turner team and, um, uh, the KTM team. And now, you know, throw a little nudge at our own team. The first impressions team is kind of like, Oh shit. Like they're, you know, we're, we're up in the, in the mix now and, and Rob and what they're doing with Dalton. And there's really just, what's the incentive, like go up to a twin, get 10th place and make, you know, no money where, you know, at least on the single, you have that opportunity for, for podium bonuses and salaries and, and things like that. So it's definitely something that needs to be looked at. Um, I don't have a great answer, for it oh uh, i think so if you look at it like this way and i won't say you know who who was saying it but there's a lot of people in the singles class that are fighting and either not making this uh the main events or making it and uh you know not doing well they're looking at the singles class or the twins class like shit let me just go get my kawasaki out of the garage or what have you and let's go you know get some tv time because there's not that you know it's not that you know hard to make the main and and not to say it's not hard to make the main but you know what i'm saying and it's I not hard that, to make the meme. <laughs> okay, you can say that. You can say that. I can't. But I think that's something to look into. If you have that perception out there that there's these kids saying, shit, I I might as well just go ride the twins class. That's when you got to step back and be like, all right, all right, what can we do? Well, then they should. Like, then they should go up because I agree. I mean, I think it's better to run around the back of a of a twins main than it is to not make the main on a on a single. And there's there's singles kids out there who won't make the main, but they, yeah, I mean, they could maybe sneak in and finishing the back of a, of a twins main. But I mean, with that being said, like looking at the top 
12, 13, 14, you know, you, you go up through the, the list, like the good, the good riders are good. I mean, there's nobody in my yeah. opinion right now in the singles, um, toward the front who could just jump on a twin and be a contender on the twin. I mean, it's, um, the, the top guys are just so, so good and underrated. Um, you hear, you know, Oh, the, there's not enough guys. It's, it's easy for me to do what he's doing. I mean, dude, he has to beat Dallas and JD and B Rob and Davis and Briar and Bronson and Jared. And, you know, you know, all these guys are, you know, these guys are fast. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it takes I mean, time to learn how to race a twin, right? It's a different chassis. It's a different setup. It's a different feel. Um, so to expect a kid that spent his entire life now riding DTX bikes to jump to a twin where a twin has kind of been placed on this island. Um, you know, we had the production twins class that's gone away. Um, how do we get these kids into writing, uh, you know, a twin that, I mean, that's a whole podcast. 883, right 83, uh, ride the sportster yeah. series and get your points. <laughs> yeah, nah, there you go. I don't even know what twin like would make sense for these guys. Like, obviously the Indian is the best, like you can just, well, you can't really find that. I mean, there are people that have Indians. They're kind of, some of them are just hoarding them. There's not really like, I don't see Indians for sale very often. Right. I mean, maybe once yeah, a no. year. So what was, um, they, they put that number out there a while ago, about how many total FTRs they've made. And it is, it is not many. And yeah, yeah there's a lot sitting in a garage. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Indian motorcycle. Now that we're, we're talking about the almighty FTR 750 since 1901, Indian motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules Great lineup of motorcycles, big supporters of American Flat Track, Moto America, Super Hooligan Racing, and much, much more. Shout out to Gary Gray and everybody in Indian Motorcycle for supporting what we do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's there's good parity in the class, like Indian FTR, KTM 890, KTM 790. And I will say, a little biased, um, I've heard and I've, I think the 790 looks easier to ride right now than the 890. Um, the Yamaha MT-07. Uh, obviously you have the essence and bikes who their bikes are, it's just crazy how, how great the, those bikes have gotten in the last couple of years, man. I mean, it's like it's watching, insane. watching them run with Jared on an Indian at a track like that. It's like, damn, like wait till they get on the miles. Like they're better suited for, <laughs> for the miles. So, um, and then, uh, not many Cali's out there anymore. I'm not sure there's a major reason for that, but, and you have the Royal infield, um, yeah, I don't even know what the what the move would be for that. But anyway, really good twins main. No big surprises. Like again, like you mentioned, Briar. Like I, it wouldn't have surprised me to see him. Just he's so talented to finish in the top three. But um, you know, Davis has been mixing it up. Davis is kind of he's kind of teared up on me a little bit. Like I didn't really have him as a top six guy. I didn't see him beating any of the six I mentioned. But he's been up there and beating them, mixing it up. So. Um, well, if you so, ask him, all you got to do is just ask Davis, what's happened? And he'll tell you it's because he moved to Michigan, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say he didn't, he wasn't, he was ice riding all winter. He was in the yeah. <laughs> rigid, uh, Ivan Drago fucking training routine, just in the snow. And, uh, yeah, just like, no, I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. He's a former singles champ and obviously he's a really talented rider, but, um, yeah, I will say like, I think, you know, Ben and Colby and, jesse like some of these production twins guys i think they're capable of more um the consistency maybe maybe not but definitely janish like he's got really good racecraft. he gets really good starts i mean he pulled a whole shot, massive whole shot 
in the, uh, in the heat race. And I think more time on that bike, he, he can get into the top five for sure. Um, and then Ben and Colby, like they've shown good speed. Um, but just putting it all together, good start, good racecraft, having the confidence. I mean, Ben was, he was fourth or fifth, I think early laps in the main event. So he's got to find a way to just fight and stay up there, um, throughout the whole main. Uh, you know, it's one of those, one of those things that I think, I think he'll get it. I hope he gets it. Ben's a, Ben's a good dude and a good rider and Colby's a good rider too. So yeah. It's kind of like one of the things that use you when you'll text me is you'll be like, you know, just like, just dig dude just dig. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? All right. Now I get it. Yeah, I get it. Just fucking get it. Well, the, I mean, yeah, these guys at the front, like Briar and Bronson, they got seventh and eighth and I guarantee you they were riding that whole main event. Like you can't check yeah. out in the, and production twins guys would, they would kind of deflate like all of them, like most of them, not yet, you know, Jesse, but a lot of these guys would, you could kind of deflate them. Like I knew if I wasn't the fastest guy, if I got a good start and I rode eight good laps you could sort of deflate them where their pace would slow down and then i could slow my pace down so but you're not going to do that to briar or meese or jd for crying out loud like they're gonna saw your front end off for 10th place with two (laughs) laps to go so um yeah man it's just a different level and it's something that i hope i hope we see some more parity in the results uh i think we will this weekend on the tt but um yeah, so that was that was good. Obviously, really good race. The fans loved it. All positive things. No, nothing from from me, you know. Um, you know, I'm I'm usually some. I mean, I'm not critical, <laughs> but like I'm I'm uh, fair and honest on on things that I think we can do better. And hats off, man. They did a great job. So, um, yeah, absolutely, hooligan Maine. That was uh, you were up in that shit, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, was. It was good racing. I actually took some time to try to get up there and watch some of that racing. Uh, I didn't watch the main, I'm trying to think if I watched, uh, I watched, no, I, I lied. I did watch the main. Um, but yeah, it was stacked, man. There is a lot of good hooligan riders from all over the country brand yeah. parody as yeah. well. I mean, what were your, any surprises there, um, for you as I, in the class? I mean, I mean, yes and no. Like, um, in the back of my, my mind, I was like, all right, this is a Southern clay track. Robert Lewis is going to get it, but to see him um, just turn, I mean, like when that light hit, he's just a different person. So it was, it was awesome to see that he still got it. And then another surprise for me was to see Ethan Rosen out of Wisconsin. Um, you know, he's a talented 450 guy up there. He's at flat out Friday doing well. And uh, that, I believe that was the first time that he had been on uh, that Harley. And that was uh, Shane's bike, uh, Westfall um that's his bike that he just hopped on and rode it and um yeah it was it's awesome to see uh, new faces getting involved in it i know jeremy with the grand national hooligan championship has uh done a, a great job partnering with american flat track to get a little uh more notoriety on um the, the, the series as well as the writers and developing storylines and like you had mentioned the brand parody, you know harley ktm uh you got royal infield girls out there doing a uh, triumph um you know, and there's Indians out there floating. There's a few, um, uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, there is, uh, um, a Kawasaki out there that runs, um, Ducati, right. But, wasn't, wasn't left. Yeah. Yeah. Ducati. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jason. Uh, God, I love that guy. Um, yeah. Watching Jason's lines, you know, in the corner, I'm like, yep, he's, he's done car tracks before because he was damn near on the air fence. I'm like, that guy is insane, but <laughs> yeah. you know, and he wrote it, he wrote it out. And, 
you know, if you haven't ridden a, a, a hooligan bike, it, you know, the joke is that everybody's a great hooligan rider until they get on one. Um, our bikes, they, they don't want to go in a circle. Um, so you have to learn a lot of um, things to, you have to learn a lot of skill to overcome um, the bikes, how they just, they, they don't want to go in a circle. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's awesome to see Sean Raggio just checking out and uh, doing so well. He and his kid and his wife, I, I just love that family. So, um, no, not a lot of surprises. I think uh, if one were to look at a power ranking, they would see a lot of, uh, you know, like, yep, that, that, that all makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. <laughs> and there were fast people that, that didn't make it, but, um, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's going to be more of these uh, AFT events. Um, I just don't know when, and I'm not going to speculate, but that's, uh, that's what I know. Want to give a shout out Moto America? Definitely check them out. Road America, uh, sorry, Road Atlanta is next on the schedule, April twenty first to twenty third. Superbike, Super Sport, Stock One Thousand, Junior Cup, Twins Cup, my favorite, King of the Baggers, is coming up. If you can't be at Road Atlanta, check out their Moto America Live Plus package. Follow them on social media. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't overly surprised. I guess I'm not. I'm a hooligan fan. Like I've been pretty vocal on how much I like hooligan racing. Sometimes it's funny how serious these guys take it and like the social media battles back and forth. And, um, it's just, it's just like entertaining for me. Um, I, uh, it's our, it's our Super Bowl. you know, for a lot of us, there's a lot who had a pro, uh, card or was a privateer, you know, did it a couple years or got the sport late. So when we come to these events, man, this is, goddamn super bowl sunday so um, <laughs> it, gets, I mean, it gets spicy yeah i mean i so i don't know i texted you like i don't know who the hell lowell bronstad was or whatever i had never heard of that guy and he got third. oh he's fast he's well yeah fast. apparently he got third <laughs> so shout out to lowell i i don't i have no clue what his bike is or what he looks like or anything so um shout out my dude for a podium Robert Lewis, yeah, living legend. Uh, dude, he actually wasn't that far behind Sean at the end. It was three-tenths of a second. So um, trying to see if he closed in. Yeah, he was closing in at the end. Yeah. So, um, gosh, that guy is – he's up there in age, Robert Lewis, man. And uh, I, yeah, I, and it, yeah, I was in his heat race, and when you were talking groove and you know not being on the groove and traction stuff, I got schooled bad by uh, – Robert in the heat race. Cause I did the standard, like, shit, let's just get off the, the starting line, get to the groove and go. And he just said, no, nah, not fam. I'm just going to go low into the, the rough and just went from like, cause he jumped the start and had to go to the back and it <laughs> opened up the door for me. I'm on the second row of the heat saying, fuck yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get up there. And he just said, uh, hold my, you know, hold my beer kid and just took off. It was, I was like, all right, that's cool. You got I it. I was man. surprised, man, that three Harleys, um, finished on the podium. Cause I honestly, Personally, from what I've seen, I feel like the KTM is, I don't want to say much better, but it's noticeably better pretty much on every track. I mean, Rispoli on a hooligan bike last year, <laughs> podium the Super Twins main, so um, from the fourth row. So, I yeah, I think the KTMs are a better, a better platform. But with that being said, like if you don't get a good start or you make a couple mistakes, there's it's the harder, it's a harder power to get to the ground. So, yeah, um, so with uh, the KTM's that were running this weekend, they were all on um, they were all on varying maps and um, trying to nail down a map for the setup that we have to run in that series um, is a little tricky. Obviously, you know you can 
build the map for, you know, the AFT. And I'm not saying it's easy to build a map, but, you know, they, they change our weight, um, our weight scale so much or how much we have to weigh. And, and I, I just talking with Travis and, and uh, Stace about their KTMs, I know that um, the maps are kind of a, a pain for them to kind of figure out. So it doesn't surprise me that if it's a track that they, aligns with their setup it's going to be unbeatable um yeah but yeah. yeah we'll see yeah and then uh you mentioned razine uh ethan uh he's uh he's obviously he's a good rider i've seen him at winter throwdown he's really good on the ice he's a really really good ice rider from what i hear yeah. so i think if you're good on if you're good on the ice it translates pretty well to flat track um especially on a Harley, like you can just pin the throttle and it just kind of like, you know, he, 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 on a KTM or something with more power, he might've looped it around backwards, but he could be aggressive. And, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. First time on the bike or riding a hooligan, he'll obviously he'll get better and better. Yeah. It's cool to see some of these names on here. DJ Slosser, a guy I used to race with. I was expecting TJ honestly to be up top five, top three. So maybe, maybe he had uh, a little bit more to drink that night before or something, but, uh, He's a good guy, man. And he's, he's been a really good rider for a long time. So, um, but I mean, it's, yeah, sta- it's pretty stacked dude. Like Chris Boone is national number and Trevor quail, you know, he's like almost a factory hooligan guy. He pretty much lives at the Johnny Lewis <laughs> compound and rides and Josh young is a man. He's like the nicest guy ever and freaking fast. Like yes. I, it wouldn't have surprised me to see him podium. So yeah, really solid hooligan class, man. And, and I like, so I made, I did a tweet, um, Twitter, man, you know, Twitter, it's still a thing, right? Yeah, so I've heard, yeah, yeah, I heard of it. Yeah. Elon, yeah. Big, big Elon fan. Um, there you but go. I, I tweeted about, I like having the third class at AFT events, whether it's hooligan or Astro cup or whatever. Um, it kind of gives the two classes, um, like a break. It, it, it fits in yeah. the schedule really well. I prefer hooligans over the Astro cup. Um, I want to say significantly, but I, I think it's a way better blend, uh, and what we're trying to do in the series. I like the hooligans. I would prefer to see an amateur open amateur race every few, yep. three, four races where we, we have like, um, like Supercross futures does like bring the amateurs in and kind of showcase them a little. Uh, but I yeah. do like, I do like the hooligan thing a lot. Um, and I think, it'd be cool to have them at more events. Obviously I think we should have three events. I'm sorry, three classes at, at every race. I think it's just more racing is never a bad thing. Yeah. You want to see a bull taco in a mile? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is really, really cool to see Ronnie Jones and guys like that ride, not only ride, but ride so well, but eh, I don't know, man. I just like the bull taco thing is just, it's cool. I like riding them, but it's just like, meh, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather watch hooligan bikes. I think it's more relevant to, to what we're doing. I mean, one or two bull taco invitationals a year is cool, but shit, man, like a couple years ago, we were doing it every fucking race. It's like, yeah. Um, so a good mix would be, would be cool of that. Um, no, I, I agree with you on the, the amateur. Um, obviously, you know, that's kind of what Robbie was doing on Friday night, but to have those kids exposed to, uh, the professional environment, um, before they're pro, obviously a lot of these kids, um, they grew up in the sport, they're in and around it, but, you know, to have them actively partake, in an AFT event, I think would only catapult their development to a whole nother level. So I, and maybe there's an insurance thing 
why they can or whatever, but if they could figure that out, like Supercross did, it's only better for the sport. Speaking of insurance, uh, it looks like we took away the uh, goofy victory helmet thing. Uh, we used to, and I'm kind of bummed on that because, like, man, I won a lot of races, not a lot, but I won a handful of races where whoever was on the back had to wear the stupid half helmet. Like my mom, <laughs> like my last, my last ever win, uh, I got to give my mom her first victory lap, and she's wearing like a, a sportster helmet. You know, it's like, uh, you know, and but now it's it looks like they got away from that i don't know we'll have to get confirmation from uh kevin crowther and them on that i, I don't see it so yeah well it you know obviously it's uh brian you know just like i always say just ask brian he'll tell you it's him no i'm kidding brian i, <laughs> I mean whatever whoever it was it's a good move because like we're only going five mile an hour i don't think there's ever been a problem on victory labs for yeah for, for that i mean we just dice it up at 80 mile an hour for 30 laps and then we're just you know we're just going slow victory lap um but uh, yeah, I think that was a good move. I want to give a shout out Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, 19 inch, 17 inch flat track tires, off road, moto, street. Check out their website, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires.com. Appreciate everything they do for flat track, Moto America, uh, everything. They're, they're the only tire that has like an elite team for the amateurs, which is freaking awesome that they do that. And just everything they're doing, man, it's uh, really, really, we appreciate their involvement in the sport uh i guess that's a wrap on the uh on the sonoya pod man or on the sonoya part of the pod i will i want to quick touch upon the uh the upcoming super tt is it called that any it was called that at one point we'll just call it there. at, at one it? point and i thought i heard that the layout is going to be a little bit different than it was that was 18 or 19 um, it's definitely different i've seen a okay. i've seen a track map and it's quite a bit different honestly um i initially heard that there track was, like, was awesome no, it's, it's, yeah, it's sick. Like, I mean, people ask me like, you know, if you could come back this year and do one race, what would it be? And Arizona might not be my first choice, but it would have been top three. Um, I, the, the chip, the chip would be my, the Daytona and the chip were like, or two that I'm like bummed that I'm missing. I'm a big TT guy these days. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. Big TT guy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, honestly though, like that's, that's what I ride a lot now, TT. So um, but no, the track is, it's quite a bit different, man. Um, I'm looking at the, the layout I got sent to me and I don't think I can post this. I think it's like insider knowledge, but, um, it looks a lot more, a lot tighter, honestly, which I thought the, 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 hmm. the cool thing about the TT was it was flowy and like a dirt road course. Um, yeah. looking at it now, it's definitely tighter. Looks like there's a 180 switchback a uh, really hard like 90 degree right-hander and then like a really long straightaway. Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to describe it otherwise, but it's definitely different. And I I'm excited for a little mix in the action. Like we had yeah. a cushion short track, a clay half mile. I'm calling, I don't, I don't care. I, it's short track. It's a, that was a half mile. Um, and then a cushion, I'm sorry, uh, like a dirt clay TT. So do you have uh you have any picks? So like yeah, I guess we don't do picks too often. What do you can we throw picks out here? I mean, what do you what who do what you think? Yeah, who do you what do you got for singles for or not Sonoya for uh Arizona? I'm uh I'm going back to uh I, I'm gonna stick with it until it happens, but uh we got Trent Lowe, Cody Cop, and uh old Chasey Bear. I just think it's they're uh versatile riders. Um they're they're hungry. And I, you know, I think Cody after 
uh, Sonoya is going to be uh, hungry again. So that's, damn it, that's what I'm going with again. Yeah, I'm picking James Ott, Shayna, Chad Coast, top three. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, they very well <laughs> could. They very well could. I mean, it's hard to throw. I mean, you know, Trent too. I mean, it's it's hard to throw picks out there. I mean, I for sure thought Trent had a really good shot at at Sonoya. Um, I don't know. Like, n- not no biased at all. Like, I'm trying not to be biased with these picks. But if I had to go to Vegas, um, past results there, uh, Dalton was a really close second to Janish, I think. This is without me looking at results. I'm pretty sure he was right on Jesse for for that um i'm cody's cody's so tough to beat. like i would have to pick cody um dalton and then i mean max is a really good t t t as well but i mean chad chad's shown some speed on the tts um chase uh i don't think you can count on any of the guys that were at the front um at sonoya like trevor and james has really stepped up his tting so Man, it's hard to pick. Like I, I, I always said, like I, I would start picking, do doing podium picks as I like when I retired. But I still have a hard time with it, just because. Yeah. Um, I just like it's hard for me to pick like who's gonna win. Um, and then going in the yeah. Super Twins, man. I, you got anything to follow up on that? Yeah, I was gonna say I looked it up. Dalton, yeah, he was second. Uh, he was second right after uh, Jesse and Ryan. Ryan Wells was on the podium. Yeah, yeah, and it's so like. I will say on the twins, I'm not picking against JD, but I think Briar and Dallas could for sure give him a run. Um, I think Briar's pack, I think the KTM, it really intrigues me on the TTs. Uh, it's got a lot of out of out of the corner speed. If they can get it hooked up, I, I just think it rides more like a 450, where like I feel like the FTR 750, it's it's a little bit harder to TT. It's wider, it's um a bigger, heavier bike. I think Briar is going to be really good on that, on that 890. I just, and is watching TTing with Briar and watching him and knowing his talent throughout the years on the TT tracks. He's just so good on, on those kind of tracks. So it would be cool to see him do well, get the KTM up there. Um, JD has been dominant. And I just think Dallas, man, I just feel like, I just feel like he's riding so well where it would not, I mean, he's obviously a good T tier as well. So I think that's yep. your podium. I don't know the order. Um, Mies is capable of winning any race he lines up for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think Colby, I think Colby's going to do well. I think that Yamaha would be really good on that track. So I could see him having, having him, um, having better finishes like, and Johnny Lewis too, Johnny Lewis and Colby, they could have uh pretty solid and Ben Lau. Like they're all like a lot of the production guys are underrated TT riders. Like they could be, they could be yep. uh they could be up there as well. Um, what do you yeah, got? I I got uh JD Briar and I'm going with uh Jesse Janish. Uh you know, when when he was uh he's not riding, dude. Production. He's not he's not I thought no, I would have I would have threw him up there. I for sure. Oh, they're doing Peoria, uh, right? That's the one. No, I don't, I don't think he's doing any TTs. I thought he was doing a TT this Is year. he? I'd have to I was just with him today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember uh I, I thought I know the next one they're doing is uh the red mile. So um, I mean, I, I hope know. he does Peoria, but I don't even, I yeah. don't think, I don't think he signed up for Peoria. I could have I, swore that, I don't know, you know how Jesse is. He'd be like, I don't know. Ask me tomorrow. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have threw him up there, but so okay, well then, take, take Jesse out. Yeah. So then Dallas is getting the third spot. Yep, yeah. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. So that'll be, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be interesting, man. I'm excited to, 
to see I'm actually not going to Ventura. I have something, I, I have some <clears> stuff I got to take care of here in Florida. I know I'm bummed, man. I wish I could go out there and just be there, but um, I'll be at Dallas and mo- pretty much the rest of the year I'll be at the races. But uh, oh, so but, no uh, West Coast swing, huh? No Ventura because it, it conflicts with Mini Cup, and that was my first priority. Um, Mini Cup yeah. is that's the same, uh, it's like our um, season opener in Mini Cup. So um, one or two races conflicts um, with that, but the rest of them, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be there with a headset on, big headset. Yeah, who's guy. gonna hold the? Who's gonna have the headset? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Paul, Ashley, Eric, uh, I don't like Eric having a headset cause he just says a bunch of goofy shit the whole time. <laughs> like, it's like, he just like mid race, he'll just like start talking about something random. It's like, ah, you don't have to, you don't have to press the button for that dude. <laughs> so, I, uh, I'm taking a pick. I think Ashley's got it and she's taking, yeah, she's taking your job. So that's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> they, they, they'll do it. They'll do a great job, man. I, my team's, my team's sick there it's a good vibe for sure, but no, I'm bummed, but I mean, it'll be good racing and I'm excited to, this will be the first one I've missed AFT race in a while, like either as a rider or a, a spectator. So it'll be weird, but yeah, I'm a fan's choice in it. Are you, you're not going either. Are you? No, no, I'm not. I, uh, I used up all my, uh, credit with my wife. Um, so my, I'm staying home. So <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'll be at Ventura, but, uh, yeah, not, not Arizona. Okay. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to make sure we shout out Roof Systems and Jerry Stinchfield, commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. Check out his website, commercialroofsystems.net. Jerry's our guy and keeps us rolling, man, keeps the pod. Since day one, he's been a supporter, so we definitely definitely appreciate Jerry. I think, think, think that's a wrap, dude. Anything else we're talking about? I'm trying to think if anything else. No. Like, I mean, we're... Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. You know, I, actually, I got one more thing. Um so uh, there's we got to get uh, Brian Smith. Hey, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Buffalo Chip Hooligans, right? Let's sell that place out. So you'll get a kick out of that one. You can edit that out of the pod, but we're we're doing it. What does? Are you? It's not. We're not doing well, it, or so we are. Are you trying to? Or? It's, it's yeah. It's kind of going back and forth on um, whether or not the Hooligans are going to do a TT this year. Um, there's a bunch of ifs and maybes on a lot of stuff, but uh, would the guys show up? Like oh you think God, you'd get enough yes. guys? I mean, it's the and chip, you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's already going. Hell, there'd be people in the crowd trying to put their bike into that race. So um, <laughs> I think it would be. That's wild. what we should do, man. I want to bring yeah. it back to the Costa Mesa days. That was, <laughs> I go back and watch those YouTube videos when I've had a beer or two and I'm just like loving it. It's so entertaining to watch. And honestly, it's scary. Like it's like. Um, Wreckers or checkers. Yeah, I mean, but that was like OG hooligan racing. Just uh, what's the guy's name? The hooligan Jesus they call. Um, shit, oh. what's his name? Uh, fuck, it's long. Uh, Wigan, Chris Wigan. Yeah, <laughs> he's the yeah. he's the OG. He started all the hooligan racing. He did it. Yeah, he did it. It's without him, we wouldn't have hooligan racing. So, no, uh, yeah, yeah. So we should go back to that. Um, but you got to ride the bike to the track. And, yeah. uh, that's pretty much it. Like you just ride the bike to the track. Um, duct tape that headlight. I'm looking at the result. This is random, but Michael Hills from Milwaukee, Oregon, Milwaukee, Oregon. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, Spelled different, suburb but, of, yeah, it's, it's a suburb of Portland. I just thought I didn't know it was Milwaukee. I it was kind of random, mm-hmm. but everybody mm-hmm. thinks the Oregon guys are from Washington. I think that's funny too. Like Michael Hill and, uh, Davis, Olin. like I, I thought and, they, yeah, is yeah. Ol- Olin Kistler, is he from Oregon? 
I, don't, I thought so. The little sweetheart. I always see him at Salem, so I just attribute him to uh, to Oregon. But hell, I don't know. I'll look it up. Oregon sucks, look- dude. <laughs> I, I hate Oregon. Like Washington's all right. Like I, I don't mind that vibe. I mean, it's, yeah, you're a big, uh, big Spokane fan. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but when I was there, it was it was subpar ish. Like it was. What's well, because you were dying of the 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 Chinese COVID? <laughs> I mean, I was okay ish <laughs> there. It started to take yeah. a turn a turn when I left there, but um, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know the West Coast. It's just weird. Like Oregon is like it's like a more political version of Jersey for me. Like you can't pump yeah. your own gas. Like I went out and they like got, they got like Jersey. They they're just like, Hey man, like I got you or whatever. The vibe is very Philly ish. And like Oregon, yeah. like they got pissed. No. Yeah. It's a- I'm like, I'm like, what? They're like, we, you know, you can't, I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't live here. Like <laughs> let me pump my gas. I could be done. I got to wait for your ass to come over and pump my gas. I got to tell you an amount, which I don't know the amount. Like, it's just like, let me pump my yeah. gas. Like, I don't... Yeah, just tell them social distancing and they'll leave you alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Definitely, uh, if you can, subscribe to SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. What do you listen to? I think I've asked you this. Like, what's your what's your platform? Podcast? Like, yeah, like, are you oh, Spotify? Well, yeah. yeah, I'm Spotify guy. Yeah, Spotify. big uh, big, big hit history guy. Yeah, hardcore yeah. history. Yeah, five I like, hour long uh, episodes. You listen to every show? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Every single one you've heard. Uh, eh, not all of them. No. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite? Yeah. What's your favorite pod ever? Like that we've done. I I enjoyed the uh, the early days with Jake Johnson um, and uh, Noah. So I know yeah. I thought about calling Noah today, but every time I call him, it's like it's it's just a big job to do the planning. I, I mean, yeah. We'll we'll have you on for a, a rewind pod again, and we'll we'll okay. call Chambers. A little Chambers yeah, exactly. checks in. People still hit me up on Chambers, like you need to have Chambers on. I'm like, all right, all right. He's he's a fucking character. Like, yeah, awesome. he's he's all wifed up now. He's got he travels oh, to the races okay. in a motorhome with his chick, and they have a dog and big factory effort, dude. He's full on schmoozing. So we'll we'll hit him up. Yeah, I there you go. I thought about it, but um. What do we say? 45 minutes on this pod and we're rolling almost an hour and a half. So we'll wrap this up, man. Appreciate you for coming on. It was really good seeing you, dude. Uh, I've always yeah. enjoyed seeing you and watching, watching the, you guys ride. It's uh, I enjoy it. It's a, it's a cool chill vibe to like a stressful uh, atmosphere having the hooligan guys there. So I mm-hmm. uh, appreciate Absolutely. you for coming on, man. And uh, yeah, we'll, ch- uh, we'll chat you guys soon. We'll uh, have some interview pods here in the near, very near future. We got Tom drain and we have another one. We're going to, well, it's Ryan Wells. We're doing a Wellsy interview pod. I think it's time we we talk to Mr. Positivity yeah. Ryan Wells. So we're gonna have him on, and then uh, obviously we're gonna have a we're gonna have a Arizona TT rewind as well. So, with that Let's being go. said, thanks again, bro, and to all the yeah. fans. Until next time, we out. <laughs>